AM 790 Talk and Business presents Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Waterfire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And good afternoon and welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, your one-hour talk show and entertainment program right here on AM790, which is your station for talk and business. And I am a so excited one. It's October 1st. It is the beginning of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is such an important month. Um, and of course, in honor of that and in honor of our Flames of Hope uh, event that's coming up on October 11th, I have probably one of the best people that I know in my life sitting here in the studio with me, and uh, we're going to be talking all about the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation, the amazing work that they do, um, some of the initiatives that they have, not only that happened today, but going on tonight, and then going on for the rest of the couple of weeks, and then in the second half of the show, I have got two of the most amazing uh, artistic ladies that are really setting Providence on fire uh, with their work and how they are promoting the arts and uh, and the music that they're doing. Uh, so that's the Van Nostrand sisters. Uh, that's Glenna and Willa. And so we'll look really forward to talking to them uh, as well later on. But I'd like to jump right in uh, and introduce you and say hello again to my friend Gary Calvino, the Director of Development for the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation. How are are you, Gary? Bronwyn. Bronwyn, <laughs> Bronwyn, Bronwyn. It is so wonderful to be on this show. I am so proud of you, and this is just such an honor to be on the show. And the only challenge that I have is I wish this were TV so they could see the beauty in this room. You know, I, Glenna, Willa, Bronwyn, it's just quite amazing. So I'm going to try to hold my own mm-hmm. with my testosterone to see if I can do a little <laughs> bit of... Um, well, good, good, yes, good. good. A little bit of good. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Hold on, hold the testosterone because we're going to talk all about... What's going on with, with the foundation? <laughs> Here we go. That's the problem. That's the challenge. But actually, but, I've uh, got to tell everybody what Gary is wearing because, of course, you know, I have to say I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, I One, I love the pink socks. I love the black shoes with the pink laces and the pink shirt. And you wear pink very well. Um, men wear pink well. But you used to always have, at this time of year, um, pink hair. What happened? I chose not to. I was being a little subtle today. And uh, I do want it known that I have a black suit on, and and that's in honor of Waterfire. Uh, because, okay, let's go back to the roots of the Flames of Hope, where black and pink went together for the first time, remember? That was nine years ago, Bronwyn. That was nine years ago, and I think that it, it's a little appropriate to give people the history. Um, the reason that I know Gary Calvino is so well, and that really this having that having you here, Gary, and having um, the Flames of Hope still be part of Waterfire makes me um, just feel so amazing and incredible, is because Gary was my boss at Waterfire, and the director of development for many years before I came along, and taught me most of what I new in development, which I really didn't know a lot in the beginning, but because he works so much from a heart-based area, I can remember that 
actual year when you were still my boss that we walked into Anthony Gemma's office and um, you essentially uh, crafted along with Barnaby and Anthony the first Flames of Hope. Um, Absolutely, yeah. That was um, that was some experience, and it is great that that it's you and I today um, on uh, this opening of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is uh, very appropriate, Bronwyn, to invite me here on this day. Very excited about it, um, and yeah, that was. Um, and if you remember. That was quite. Uh, we were we were uh, a little bit renegades there. We were, um, you know, because Anthony came in and Anthony had this new foundation and uh, awareness was one of the first pillars of his mission. And and uh, he came to us and said, you know, Gary Bronwyn, you have you know twenty to fifty thousand people every other week coming to to Waterfire. Uh, awareness is very important for us. What what, what what would happen if we were able to put the two together? Do you remember Barnaby's face when he, you know, because I I think Barnaby had a little aversion to the pink in the beginning. Um, but he loves it now. Oh, he I mean, loves you know, it now. And I think now. you know sometimes you just need to see it to understand and see how it came together, because I know that this is one of Barnaby's favorite fires. It was a it it was a it was a it was a beautiful thing. And yes, he has grown to love pink, and I just love that. I love that. <laughs> you I still really want to get him in a pink I, suit? I, I know smile. You I do. you know I I tried. That was you know that was I thought that was the best fundraising idea that I had was that you know if we raised enough money, uh, Barnaby would wear pink tails. Remember that was. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure that he's very amenable to the idea just yet. But you never know. Maybe in maybe in another few years. And if who, he's listening, he's probably turning like. He's who really knows that nine years later that I would be wearing a pink tutu and pink high heels and doing all the things that 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 happen at our uh, Flames event event. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the interesting thing, and especially one of the reasons that I love the uh, Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource. Foundation yes, Thank is you. that uh, a lot of people, um, you know, th- there's a lot of different uh, competing companies out there, and some of them are into research. The thing that I love so much about what you do is it's the resources, literally, that you provide. Um, it's awareness, yes. one. But the resources for women and men, let's put that in there as well, that are actually um, experiencing uh, either being diagnosed or going through the process um, of what happens with breast cancer. Can you talk about some of the resources and programs a- Absolutely. And, and, and Bronwyn, that's one of the beauties of being a, a small family foundation is that we don't we're 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 not tied to the corporate edicts of of you know certain things our board and 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 we can really have intimate relationships and we can we can really listen listen to the needs and I think you know our 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 mission which is you know awareness education support raising funds for local you know that's a beautiful thing as well. You know, 100% of the funds that we raise um, stay right here in Rhode Island, or what we call Greater Rhode Island. We've been going out into Fall River lately, um, and and then up into the Outer Boroughs. Um, but it's really about Rhode Island. Um, and you're right. It's um, you know it's about uh, first of all early detection. Um, it's one out of six women in Rhode Island will be diagnosed in their lifetime. Um, it's one out of eight nationally. So it's a lot higher here in Rhode Island. Um, and, uh, you know, with one to two degrees of separation, almost everybody knows someone 
who has had breast cancer. Absolutely, because you've got a bus, right? And, you, and how often that, that does that does screening? It's like a. It's actually we're, we're we have a bus. The, it's called the Hope Bus, mm-hmm. um, and I actually get to drive the bus, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, guy of the '60s. You know, the magical mystery tour. Uh, well, we have a Hope Bus, and it's a beautiful, <laughs> perfect, you know, beautiful pink bus um, that has visited 39 communities. It's uh, it usually sees I think be somewhere between eight and ten thousand women and men a year Um, and uh, it's primarily uh, for education and uh, we have uh, we have specific calls that we go on to hospitals we have support groups we have art therapy classes Um, one of the hospitals loves for us to have manicurists on you know so that so that women coming off of infusion have a place that's comfortable Uh, one of the things that that we like about it the most is the fact that it it provides and it's in our vision uh, uh, a um, an oasis of comfort a place that's safe um, that you can discuss your cancer with somebody that is compassionate or somebody that cares somebody that loves you and that's sometimes what it takes um, you know I, I think they're doing some really good research now on on the immune system and how a hug or just having somebody listen to you mm-hmm. um, can really help that immune system. So those are the types of things, those psycho-emotional needs. I always say it's like um, the military does a great job of fighting wars but does a really horrible job after the fact of when the soldiers come back. Well, our medical profession does an excellent job at, 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 at you know doing the work with cancer. But the post um, work is not really there. That psychoemotional, or component. even the treat the treatment yeah, that happens absolutely. during that time. Yeah. Well, you know that that again. I want to pick this up. We're going to have to take a quick break, Gary. But um, I want to continue our conversation again about all these wonderful things you're doing, and then I want to bring it up to what you've got coming up. What's coming up? Big. Uh, thank you very much. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. I am here with the Gary Calvino from the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, and you are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And if you're just joining the program now, um, you're joining at a great time. Uh, we're talking to Gary Calvino from the Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation. Um, we're talking about all the good work they're doing. Everyone remember that October 1st, today, is the beginning of the entire month of breast cancer awareness. Um, so, Gary, again, great to have you here. And before we hit the break, we were talking about some of the incredible programs uh, that Gloria Gemma has going right, Bronwyn. I, thanks so much. You know, it's it's so many people have heard about Gloria Gemma, and you know we've got a I think a, a really good reputation in the state, but a, not a whole lot of people know exactly what we do. So it's really nice to be able to have this kind of forum to be able to, to talk about it. I mean, uh, a few of the the newer programs that I'm, we're really excited about is uh, we have a young survivors program. Uh, we we started with a calendar. It was not just your grandmother's disease two years ago. We had uh, twelve women 
women under 40. Um, and uh, that's grown to over 100 women now. It's like a sisterhood. Wow. It's absolutely wonderful uh, because women that have uh, breast cancer that are under 40, they have young kids, they've got new careers. It's a whole different you know, situation when we talk about psycho-emotional needs. So that's one of the programs that we have. We just started. We just hired um, Maya Brewer, who's um, running our Afro-American uh, cultural uh, outreach um, we've hired a new uh, Betty Vernal. Mm-hmm. Remember Betty Vernal? Of course I do. We just hired Betty, and Betty's going to be running our, our Latina outreach uh, coordinator. Fabulous. She's going to be running that program. They're just in their infancy right now. We're being able to you know, really work slowly, find out what the needs are in those communities, uh, because the disparities are, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really alarming. There's a 40% higher mortality rate for black women um, and uh, you know, it's just not right. So um, we're really uh, going to be addressing that, and uh, we're really excited to have uh, Maya and Betty on board with us. Uh, we just started uh, it's a pilot program this year, the Glorious Angels. Mm-hmm. Glorious Angels uh, is a food program, and it's a it's prepared food uh, for women that are going through treatment, and um, that's going to be expanded in 2015 into a cleaning service, as well as spa service for for. Uh, um, yeah, well, I guess my question is, Gary, for anybody who's listening, is this a, so? This is something that Gloria Gemma Breast Cancer Resource Foundation is providing for free. Yes, for women, there, there is free. no charge. There's no charge at all for any of our programs. Um, that's what the director of development does. You know that, Bronwyn. Well, I just that's I had to ask do. because I think <laughs> I think some people wouldn't you know, know and they'd think that maybe there would be a charge for it. And you know that that brings up a great question. I mean, you run on sponsorships, obviously. Yes. Um, is it mainly sponsorships? Sponsorships, grants. Uh, we we have we take no federal money, no state money. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Good, uh, a good entry to this is is that we just got our license plate. Um, That's yeah. right, I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's a beautiful mm-hmm. license plate, and and we just got the first 900. They're on the cars. They're riding around the state, and they're everything that we they we thought they would be. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bonding that takes place. There's beeping of horns when people see. You know, there's people. There are women pulling up to next to each other and saying, how have you been affected? Well, I'm five years out. I'm a survivor. And it's just a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of, we did it for awareness. Um, the money that we receive, 100% of the money that we get from the license plate program goes to the Women's Cancer Screening Program. So it's $20 per plate for us. Um, it's forty-one fifty per 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 plate and that's a one-time charge $20 comes to us we pass it immediately to the state program so $20 goes to mammograms for underserved underinsured women so it's a a really 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 nice program Uh, we actually gave the first check uh, for $19,000 today to um, uh, Dr. Fine at our press conference that we had for breast cancer awareness month at the state house this morning so we're really excited about that program Program. We're ex- excited about that. The other thing I want to talk about, um, and, and you and I talked about it a, a little bit before the show. Um, f- first, um, I always talk about our men, our women and men, uh, because men do get breast cancer. And unfortunately, uh, although it's a small percentage, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's actually the mortality rate is pretty high because men don't 
catch it as breast cancer. So mm-hmm. it, it, it metastasizes, goes into maybe brain, lung, um, and, and, and it might have started in the breast if they would have caught it early detection like mm-hmm. what we're doing with women um, it would be it would be much better so so it's important for men to know that they can get breast cancer again low percentage um, but it's something that they should be vigilant so about. So can I say, women, as you're going to get your man- mammograms and you're saying, honey, what are you doing today? This is what I'm doing. Right. I know I would try to drag my husband along with me and go, hey, why not? Just Abs- get one. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing about men is, is, is in, and this is really exciting, and it's, it's, we're going into our second year now, is we have a men's program. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, monthly, I, I meet with the men. Uh, the common theme is all of their wives have breast cancer, yeah. and we go bowling and shoot pool, and we've been to the Pawsocks and the Pea Bruins, and and it's just a bonding experience with guys um, because they won't go to a straight up support group, yeah. but they'll come to a sporting event and they'll be like a subtle support group. Well, I think again that the work that you do is absolutely amazing, and everyone should go to the Gloria Gemma website and and really. See see uh, what is available and also know that you can volunteer. Uh, what a wonderful feeling it must be to go and, and volunteer and be part of, of the ma- the magic, essentially, that you're creating. We we couldn't operate our, our operation without our volunteers. The volunteers and, and, and actually our corporate partners, our, our community partners, um, and, and our volunteers. I mean, with the, with the Flames of Hope, we have over 400 volunteers helping us. I mean, and that you know, talk about synergy between our two organizations and really what our core values are, and trying to embed uh, people's lives and and, and really I just, lift spirits. Yeah, I I just think um, you know I I transitioned from water fire as you mentioned before, and I just think um, it's 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 so similar um, in 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 what we're doing. I mean, you're a, it's a really community. Uh, I I can't speak enough about water fire and what water fire does, and Barnaby Evans and 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 his staff, um, yourself included. You have done a wonderful job in development, and I'm so proud of you. Um, proud of the work. I think it's just a, the synergy, um, and it's a good lead-in for this uh, this coming weekend because Columbus Day weekend is our fire. It's you know it's the 10th, 11th, and 12th. Uh, yep. On the 10th we have um, on, on that Friday night we have our calendar unveiling, uh, celebrate hope, celebrate life. Um, Where does that happen, Gary? And that's Friday night at Station Park. Okay. Um, and um, you know th- this year's calendar will uh, feature women who have the BRCA gene, um, women. And men mm-hmm. uh, who have the genes, so so um, it, that's an exciting thing. That's the 2015 calendar unveiling. Saturday morning we start, you know, two o'clock. Um, we're 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 out there, and 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 again, as I said, our 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 mission is awareness, education, and support. Um, under the tents at Station Park, there'll be all sorts of programs. Um, and there's, there's live music, and there's a Garden of Hope, and there's a Santa Castle, and it's, uh, it's fun for the kids. We have uh, two live groups this year. We have two church groups. Uh, one is uh, One Wild Night, which is uh, a Bon Jovi tribute band, and then two uh, Joshua Tree uh, and Red Park. We also have an illumination of the live ceremony and the torch ceremony. Um, that that happens at six o'clock. That that treatment is such a beautiful run run. It is a top of the most moving ceremony. But not only the state house, but even the one did the wildfire documentary at Hawkeye, the best director of operations. When the women 
Welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, your one-hour talk show and entertainment program here on AM790, your station for talk and business. And, you know, I'm about to go into a, a wonderful segment here uh, with two amazing women. Um, but I want to also stop and say thank you to Cumulus Radio, who has just been an incredible partner and sponsor of Waterfire uh, throughout the years. And I, sometimes I don't think we say thank you enough. So thank you, Cumulus. And now I have been dying to introduce these two young ladies to you because I've known them for um, quite some time now. And, you know, there's a lot of young artists, and when I say young in their 20s, that are really doing groundbreaking work here uh, in Providence. And so 
in the studio with me. I have the Van Ostrin sisters. I have Glenna to my left. Hi, Glenna. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and I've got Willa to my right. How are you doing, Ness? Hi, Bronwyn. Hi, everyone. It's fabulous to be here. It's awesome to have you here. You know, I, I, I just said I watched quite a progression. And in my mind, and somebody who's come from a, an acting field in the background uh, of being an artist, you're triple threats, the two of you. <laughs> and sisters that not only work together, but not only do they sing, dance, paint, so I th- you do everything. And that, yeah, it, it kind of makes a woman jealous, you know. <laughs> it's really good. But um, I know that you've been performing a lot. And I think I'll start, on, and do you mind if I, I'll start with Glenna sure. first. Uh, Glenna, can you give us a little bit of your background, where you've been, and, and what you've been doing? Sure. I um, I went to Massachusetts College of Art and Design from 2004 till 2008, and um, there I studied new media arts. Uh, I majored in a program called SIM, Studio for Interrelated Media, and I did a lot of technical lighting there um, over that four years, a lot of performance art. And um, I really got into working with old telephones and rewiring them into microphones and rewiring old radios and um, making them into amps and um, sort of putting the two together. And I have a a music project called Omnivore. And um, you've performed everywhere, too, haven't you? Like mm -hmm. New York and and California. Sure. Yeah, I I went to um, a cross country on tour and been to Europe and I, it's just been really really awesome and you boomeranged back to little roadie yeah totally <laughs> right on <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's great here well, and it. I know and we'll talk about the, some of the performances that you have coming up but I've seen you perform and uh, you know for as you were talking about how you rewire phones it's an amazing thing to watch somebody up on stage and you hear a phone ring and then suddenly Glenna will pick up the phone and start singing into the phone. And it's just, it's, it's kind of one of those l- neat little things that kind of blows your mind. And, <laughs> and, and it's really, it's amazing. Um, and, you know, performance art, and I'll get to this but what, actually with both of you, because you both do performance art. Um, I'll, I'll be curious to see how you find it here in Providence and how you find the art movement here in Providence, especially with your age group and how it's accepted. Um, but now, Willa, mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure, yes. Um, I went to boarding school at the Putney School in Vermont uh, and studied lots of art and theater there, drawing and painting. And from there, I went to Sarah Lawrence College from 05 to 09 and studied theater and lots of printmaking and writing and all things liberal arts. Uh, And during that time, I had the chance to live in Italy for a year and study printmaking and slow food and, I don't know, Italian culture and film and all things romantic Mm -hmm. there. Uh, And I've been living back in Providence for about five years, and um, I've had a wonderful time just finding the places that resonate with me. And I'm doing lots of work at Machines with Magnets uh, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So what? All right, what is Machines with Magnets? It's a it's a it's a very kind of ominous name. It's a it's a big question. Okay. Um, so Machines with Magnets is first and foremost a recording studio, and they've recorded you know incredible bands both nationally, locally, internationally. Um, 
and we're also a venue space where we have live music shows and performances and a gallery. Um, So we have a really beautiful gallery space where people can rent the room. I do a lot of curating there. Um, Artists will come to us with visions, and we put these shows together. And is this one of those places that is affordable? Sometimes I think when you hear gallery um, or a gallery opening, at least I think of New York, and expensive and, you know, inaccessible for some of the, the incredibly talented artists that we have around here. So, was, Glenn, would you like to answer that question? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the local artists, a lot of the gallery shows, um, I feel like that I've been to there, and William, you might be better at answering this question because you've mm-hmm. curated so many shows there. But it seems really accessible and affordable and um, yeah. just awesome. Yeah, the the space in general um, definitely has has you know the the budget in mind, and our music shows in general are between seven and eight dollars uh, for the door. And then in terms of gallery shows, the work is anywhere you know from fifteen dollars to I mean some works will be in the thousands and thousands, but for the most most part around. 100 to 200 dollars for a lot of the works so it is accessible and, and it is affordable mm-hmm. which will bring me to um again i'll ask the question how do you find it and we'll go we'll start with you willa mm-hmm. and for both of your backgrounds and considering your artist backgrounds to come back to rhode island when you could have gone to new york you could have gone to la you could have gone to boston what is it about rhode island that you find to be I guess most inspiring or most the best place for you to to really do your your art and your work. Mm. Um, Providence and Rhode Island, uh, it's it's just been such a, a rich environment living here, and it's affordable. And artists can have studios and great apartments. And um, Glenna and I both live on the west side of Providence and have found really cool houses there and communities there and it's it's an exciting time to be in Providence there are so many musicians and artists making work it it's just everyone's everyone's making right now and you find it to be a very collaborative like process here that I would yeah I think it's definitely collaborative and um maybe even more than collaborative it's just inspiring because people can live and make work and you know Maybe you bartend, maybe you work at a theater, maybe you're a vet during the day, um, but everyone has their studio life, too. And what about you, Glenna? Yeah, I have to say the same thing. It's just so affordable. I feel like um, some of the rent, I was in Boston for five years, and um, you know, I have lots of friends in New York that I go to visit, and I just think, oh, wow, Like for the rent that you pay here, you can have a whole you know, bottom floor of an old Victorian house as an apartment, you know, with somebody else and a whole studio to yourself. And um, that that to me is just a a huge, huge benefit uh, of living here is you really get a lot of space. And um, And you get to live with your sister. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The big question, what is it like? Because you live together. You perform together, and we'll talk about in a second <laughs> what your performances have been and what we can expect to see in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think you, there's a family bar that you work at mm-hmm. together as yeah. well. <laughs> the so, sweet E&O tap. There you go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what is that like, kind of collaborating with each other? Do you find it's just something that comes very naturally? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's 
that's always been the case. I feel like we even answer to each other's names, you know, you know, whoever dad says, Glenna Willow, whoever you are, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, you know, you both, both go, yes, yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> we're here. We're here. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Then what, what is it that you have been doing most recently and what can we expect to see? Mm. Most recently we've been working on a series of performances that all have to do, um, with underwater performing um we built some hydrophones and we shot an film underwater and now we're performing live sets of music with the hydrophones um to the underwater film so we kind of have these little hydrophonic scores um that we do in front of people which has been really fun and so where can somebody see that um there might be some some documentation up on YouTube mm-hmm. right now. Yep. If you were to Google Willa and Glenna Van Nostrand, um, and specifically Bodies of Water is the, the most current title of our piece, um, you would find something. And right. we've we've really been working in all kinds of venues. We uh, debuted the show Bodies of Water uh, underneath the Pawtucket River Bridge, in August at the first annual Dot Air Festival, mm-hmm. uh, which I had the pleasure of putting together with James Toomey of the Blackstone Valley Tourism Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was our first ever uh, outdoor festival. So we performed that under the bridge in a kiddie pool. That was uh, where we were. In a kiddie in pool. A, in just, a kiddie just, pool. Yeah. In vintage bathing suits with, the, you know, the whole nine yards of the old school bathing caps. And nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very fun. So you got to play dress up while actually performing and singing as well. Oh, That's yeah. a huge That's part of it. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Right on. <laughs> well, we're we're going to have to take a quick break. You guys are so much fun to talk to. Um, so I look forward to talking to you more when we come back and seeing a little bit more about what we can expect to see from you in the future. Sounds good. Thanks, Bron. Thanks, Bronwyn. Welcome back. You are listening to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, and we are here with these two lovely ladies, the Van Nostrand sisters. We have Glenna Van Nostrand and Willa Van Nostrand, and we've been talking about what it's like to be an artist in your 20s here in Providence, the work that they're doing, which is not only performance art, but there's printmaking happening, there's all sorts of singing going on, and uh, again, two of the most talented women I know who seem to know everybody else in Providence in that age group as well. Um, and we were just talking about what they've done, but I'd like to now talk a little bit about one, what we can expect to see from you in the future, what your next project is, and we'll start with you, Glenna. And then I want to talk about how do we find the places in Providence that are cool to go to that, you know, somebody in their 20s and 30s would find fun. So oh, sure. Many gems <laughs> all around, <laughs> little mm-hmm. diamonds. <laughs> so let's start with what's up next for you, Glenna? Well, next, I was invited to perform at the Peabody Essex Museum November 8th. That's their gala fundraiser event, and um, that's just a total honor. So Willa and I will be performing a piece called Somnium, and um, it's all about dreaming. That's the sort of theme of the evening that they're going with. 
Um, so the piece that we're going to do is is going to be sort of a vision quest, and it's going to be sung in Latin, and we will be using a spectrum of telephones, so it should be pretty prismatic, and um, that's also going to go with a video piece that will be very colorful and abstract, and... Um, it should be really it should be really fun. So when you perform, is it just the two of you, or do you have musicians, or are you playing music as well? Um, how how does that how does it work? This this piece is going to be an acapella piece uh, for Willa and I, and um, some of the vocals will be looped through different telephones, and all of the telephones, you know, sort of have that scratchy, nostalgic sound. So there's that, 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 that multimedia art. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Coming she's through right got there. it. <laughs> when she's got it, she's got it. <laughs> oh, that sounds really amazing. And if somebody wanted to um, kind of see what it looks like when you two perform together, again, where can they find that? Just by going to YouTube? You and can go to YouTube. Mm-hmm. You can... You can search it under Glenna and Willa Van Nostrand. We have a piece called DIN, D-I-N, up on YouTube right now. That was a performance we did about a year ago at the RISD Museum, which I almost don't want to spoil it for you, but it's us as Siamese twins eating twin lobsters, and we're just feeding each other this seven-course meal. Mm -hmm. And the whole performance is about 45 minutes, but... Um, this is just a quick excerpt of it, and it's sort of edited into like a quick um, maybe minute video. Very cool. And yes. what about? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blow the cover off of uh, some information here. Willa Van Nostrand um, actually won the RISD Cocktail Culture Contest. She is an incredible apothecary. Uh, their mom is an incredible apothecary, and uh, obviously passed down into the genes this incredible use of herbs. And uh, it, Willa, you're an awesome mixologist. And actually, Glenna, you are as well. But I know that, Willa, you've taken it t- kind of to a different level and even created um, your own company, uh, again, based on performance and getting dressed up. Uh, and also doing incredible mixology. Can you tell us about it? Sure, I would love to. Um, so I have a company called Little Bitta Artisanal Cocktails, and uh, that's that's what I do. I do cocktail catering. Um, I work with other companies to that will do food, but I will bring the drink. And so I do all kinds of consultations uh, with the hosts before the event, and we put together signature menus, and it's all fresh squeezed juice and uh, let's see uh, native herbs and fresh flowers fresh edible flowers um, and there is the, the performance aspect of this as well because I've seen I've seen you both <laughs> mm-hmm. get dressed up and it's like seeing something come right out of the 50s yeah. and <laughs> yep. it, it's amazing it puts that fun back in cocktail and can it do you do that at machines with magnets as well um, I so my initial uh, engagement with mach- machines with magnets was through their bar program. They invited me to design their bar and um, the cocktail program a few years ago, and that's how I got to know them over there. Um, so we have a great cocktail list, and right now Bridget Keogh is managing the bar beautifully, but we have some great uh, bitta signatures on the menu that you should definitely check out at Machines with Magnets. So we've got a great bar there, great art happening there. You two are performing there uh, occasionally. We only have about a minute and a half left, so I'm doing quick fire with both of you. Mm-hmm. Where do you go in town if you want to have a good time? The Columbus Theater. They have great shows. 
really, really great show. So much fun to go into that sort of old opera house style to go see a show. It's really wonderful. And I, I also love it there. Um, the There's a new venue downtown called Aurora, which is pretty great. That's on Westminster Street. Um, and I, we have lots of friends who are doing work there and performing there. We have we have yet to perform there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aurora, the Columbus Theater, and I really more. like Nick and These. They have a, a nice little folky um, bands that go play there sometimes, and it's just very very neighborhood style bar, um, very low key, very laid back, pool tables, old jukebox, really fun, really good music, and really good live music. Yeah. I love going there. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on. It's so nice to talk to other artists and to hear what they're doing in Rhode Island. And you two really are amazing. And I hope that our uh, our listening audience will check out Machine with, Machines with Magnets. Check out the Van Nostrand sisters. They're just beautiful all around. And I want to thank you for listening uh, to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island on AM790, your station for talking business. I will be here with you next week on Wednesday. And we'll be talking more about the incredible lighting coming up on October 11th. Uh, for breast cancer awareness. Go get your mammograms, ladies and men. Bye-bye. And can we say see you down by the river, ladies? See you down by the river. Good night, everyone.